comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Mr. Stark. Yeah? Agent Coulson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from the uh, Strategic Homeland the... Intervention right, Enforcement yeah. Logistics Division. Whew, God, you need a new name for that. Yeah, I hear that a lot. That's being handled. That's what we do. Just call us shoot. So we're pumping out a lot of content lately. It's like we're gearing up for season two of Agents of Shield, and we decided to just go crazy with content. Uh, yeah, with uh, with uh, Agents of Shield, Marvel's Agents of Shield, uh, ending back in May was uh, pretty light, and I think we said then that once Guardians of the Galaxy came out, we were going to start getting a lot more going on as we geared up for the premiere of Shield, and. Uh, and here we are with another long promised episode. But before we do that, let me say good evening, everyone, and welcome to It's All Connected, episode 32. This is our Captain America, the Winter Soldier commentary track. Uh, something we've been around, promising us. And uh, my name is Ken Morgan, and I'm joined by, of course, Russell Latham and a special guest uh, from the. I love introducing you guys this way the award winning Half Hour Wasted podcast. Uh, Mr. Frank Rincon, <laughs> Frank A. Rincon, the A stands yeah. for awesome. Thank you very much. Yes, that award may have been from my mother, but it's still an award. So uh, you got like there. what podcast, the new podcast of the year, like seven years ago or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and uh, and we milked that for all it's worth. <laughs> it is, dude. But it's fun to have you, Frank. Pleasure to have you. How are you? I'm doing great. This is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to. This will be the uh, only the second time I've seen Captain America. Really? Winter Soldier. Yeah, I actually saw it when it when it came out in the theater, and I really liked it. And so, uh, to for me, this is going to be a lot of revisiting. Cool, cool. For those who don't may not know, uh, Frank is, as I said, a mentioned member of the Half Hour Wasted Podcast cast, uh, along with fellow It's All Connected host Brad Milo and. Uh, Bill the Voice Magano, who has also been on... No, has Bill been on the show with us? No, he was going to be on Guardians, but he couldn't make it. Guardians? He was. He didn't make it to Guardians. Oh, that's right. We had Frank on for Guardians. I don't yeah. think Bill has been on. Bill has not been on. Bill Bill ended up going to see Guardians when he was that's, supposed to have been recording. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, that's right. His asked, kids uh, talked him into seeing it again uh, well, or something like that. Hey, I can't fault him for that. And I went to see it again for a third time after we recorded that. So it's uh, it's always fun. But but we're not here to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. We're here to talk about Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, I think we're talking, maybe we'll spend a little time talking about the Blu-ray itself and what's on there before we dive into this commentary. Uh, anything you want to just jump in there with Russ or, or Frank? I'm kind of an extras junkie, so... This had a few good things, but I th- I thought it was just a little light overall with the special features. I mean, we did get a commentary, so that's good. Um, I'm really interested to to listen to that commentary. I've heard it's actually really good. But the actual special features I thought were a little short. I would have liked something more on, you know, just some more of the effects work and so maybe some of the stunt work and, and some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that we got. But we got some... We did get a blooper reel, which I thought was awesome. So I love the blooper yeah, reel when they're they fun. on there. Um, so that was good. 
and then we just got a short Anthony Mackie cut the check, which which again is kind of funny. And then yeah. like a ten minute, I think it was like a ten minute featurette on just some quick hits of behind the scenes with the movie and the actors and stuff. Which I mean, it was very good. Uh, but I, and most people probably feel like less is more. But I'm a more is more kind of person, so. Right. The the one big thing that was missing for me that I've gotten used to, and I can't fault them for not including this, is there's no more Marvel one-shots. We spent a lot of time talking about the one-shots, starting with the consultant and uh funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer right up until um, the one that came on uh, Thor the Dark World. Uh, uh, Hail to the King. Hail to the King. I knew it was a king. Couldn't get the whole name. <laughs> uh, featuring Trevor Slattery from Iron Man 3. Uh, but we're done with those, apparently. They're not going to do those anymore. And with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and the Netflix... Um, programming there's a lot more out there to grow the universe they don't need those little one shots but they were they were fun um, i have not listened to the audio commentary from the uh the russos yet but uh i plan to get to that but first uh we need to record the definitive commentary um ours awesome indeed we do it's a long movie it clocks in at 136 minutes so Two hours, 15 minutes, and 54 seconds. There you go. <laughs> Two, 15, and 54. Another thing that's missing from here that I was just thinking of, that because of the timing of the DVD release and the uh, and and the movies and what movies have been out, we're always, I'm, I'm, used, I'm used to uh, seeing or expecting to see a little preview or promo or teaser of the next movie, uh, of the next movie. And, uh, but the next movie is uh, The Avengers, um, but there's nothing on here about Avengers Age of Ultron. So I'm expecting that when the Guardians of the Galaxy release comes out, there'll be some things on there to help us promote and get ready and get excited for uh, the Avengers. And I'm not surprised. I mean, there's not even a trailer out now yet for it, not even a teaser, nothing. So uh, I hope we'll uh, see some, some of that with Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, there's not a date for that yet, is there? No. No, there's no, no date yet. Okay. I'm expecting, we'll see, it came out in August. You think we'll have it before Christmas? Yes. Wait, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. they're they're going to want to yeah cr- cash in on some of that. Get your uh, uh, yeah. uh, raccoon stuffed animals and your group oh, absolutely and, and stuff. Okay. <laughs> because um, last year, Thor: The Dark World came out in November and had, I guess, by all comparisons, a rel- uh, I don't know if it's relatively short turnaround. It came out in February, but this came out in April, so we went May, June, July, you know, August. You know, so four and a half months, basically. Went by before this came out, so I guess it's possible. You know, we'll have an August to uh, December. Yeah, yeah, we'll see it. I'm sure we will. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, part of it is they probably haven't finalized a release date because it's still chugging along at the box office. Uh, just now <laughs> past the 600 million mark globally. Wow. Yeah. We can't help ourselves but talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, so let's cut that off right now and get yeah. ready for this Okay. Movie. Yes, yes. Russ, why don't you tell um, our listeners uh, who may or may not have been uh, ever listened to one of our commentaries what the deal is, how we're going to set them up, how we're going to get synced up, and uh, and then we'll do that. All righty. So what we'll do is we'll talk you through the sync process, and then we'll get rolling. So if you would queue up your Blu-ray, your DVD, your digital copy, whatever your method of choice is for l- uh, watching uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier, go ahead and pop that in, pass through all of the... FBI warnings, Homeland Security, all that good stuff. Uh, and if you start the movie proper, if you pause it right at the four-second mark, at least on the on the digital, what we're seeing on a digital copy and on the Blu-ray itself, it's right when the Marvel flip first comes into view. So you get a few seconds of darkness, 
uh, you get maybe like half a second where you get your music cue and then, you know, go ahead and pause it. So do that now um, and uh, hit pause on your podcast recording right now and go cue that up to, like I said, that four second mark. Just when you see the Marvel flip, go ahead and, and hit pause and then come back to us when you got it ready. Yeah, you won't have the word Marvel yet. You'll just have like the first frame of that graphic sequence. Yes. All right, everybody, if you've got your movie queued up and everything ready to roll, we're going to do a count in. So we'll go three, two, one, unpause. All right. I see comics slipping by. <laughs> Yeah. I've yes. always I've I've always admired this this opening so much. Yeah, I mean yep. it, it's variations on on the way it started, but I I really do like it. Yeah, I seem to remember back in the day when they first started doing these, the flip was actually images from comic of what the movie was. So it'd be a Spider Man yes. or a Daredevil, or whatever. I think they've gotten to just a standard sequence at this point. Yeah. Nothing. There we go. On your left. Yes. <laughs> What a beautiful... It's a Potomac. DC's beautiful. It really is. I, I was... Get there. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> I don't know, a year and a half ago now I was there. It was in the winter, and I was there at night, and uh, just beautiful at night as well, but I was at the uh, Korean War Memorial, and... Isn't that uh, haunting? There's no other way to describe it other than It haunting. is haunting, and at night... There's not even a word for how haunting it is. I mean, I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but to say it's almost creepy, um, but it, it's, it is. I mean, at nighttime, uh, you see these statues. For those who don't know, the, it's the statues of soldiers um, basically marching through the jungle. Yeah. You know, ponchos on, rain gear, the whole yeah. deal, and uh, it's, it is haunting. So... Sam Wilson and Cap and Cap meeting first time and finding this common bond that only two soldiers can have. Uh, they actually talked a little bit at length about this in one of the special features I saw. Uh, but it's it's uh, they get these guys set up pretty quickly and I and I liked how they start, they led with this this brief little scene here. Yeah, I love that Shield fact, even the, has the Under Armour contract set up. <laughs> You know, I'm going through watching season one uh, of Agents of Shield, and when the scene where Mike Peterson is at the uh, the academy or wherever he's training, he's got a Shield logo shirt on, and yes, it is a it is a uh, an Under Armour uh, shirt he's wearing. I um this movie starts off so different. It's just it's such a small beginning. You know, it's just two guys running. There's no explosions or anything. I mean, and now we're having this conversation, and it's kind of bringing everyone up to speed from the last movie, but yep, it's such a small beginning. Yep. This is a nice detail, the way he has carried his notebook around, you know, things to catch up, <laughs> taking notes. And and I knew this when the movie came out, but that list from about Star Wars on up changes based on the region uh, that, uh, that, that the film is being shown in. So it'll be like if it was in South America, one of them might say Shakira, for example. <laughs> yeah. You, you know that um, uh, they mentioned the soundtrack, The Trouble Man. It was because of this that I actually purchased that soundtrack. Okay, let's quiet. Scarge on the screen. we got to, we gotta be quiet. <laughs> Aww. Who's that? Who's that pretty lady? How you doing? <laughs> Hey, pretty lady, what's up? No, you can't. 
<laughs> Love that scene. Just everything about that scene just makes me happy. And now the action. Yep. Now, the Lemurian star, of course, as I mentioned in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the episode right before this came out in the States with uh, Jasper Sitwell being on board and taking a boat. So Now, this was the, um, before the movie came out, they released like a six-minute clip. Is this where that clip started? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it started on, on this aircraft here. Hey guys, Made who's Batrock that? Cool. That's Batrock the Leaper. <laughs> uh, when, uh, of course, we'll see the fight scene in a, in, a, in a little bit. But yeah, when I saw that they used his name, I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. And then when they actually showed him leaping, that was like so cool. <laughs> Who plays him? Is John St. Pierre, I think? Frank Grillo. No, no, Batrock. Oh, uh, George St. Pierre, the MMA fighter. Yeah. MMA fighter, yeah. So, I mean, he definitely obviously has those skills, and he was doing that himself. Oh, this is this is some cute banter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this scene I like is a lot the of shield things. shield is even Good. stealth. Yeah. You know, and, and I and I thought about that because later on it's not going to be. It's going to be the full red one and be like we're aware of it. So I was thinking, that's all the vibranium they had, at least back in World War II. Um, so does he now have multiple shields or does he get a, get a paint job for every mission where he needs it? <laughs> I, I actually was curious about that. Because there is vibranium in, uh, in the cage on uh, the Shield 616 aircraft on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Yeah, I was curious about that as well, to to know if it's just like he's got a stealth shield and a non-stealth shield, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. This scene did several things, though. First, it got us into an action beat fairly quickly, but it also was really meant to establish what has Steve Rogers been doing since the Avengers, and a lot of it has been training and is fighting a little differently now and really showing his power. You know, Every single shot, every single punch he takes, every single engagement, it's got to be for the you know, to get this guy down. Because uh, he needs to know that when he walks away, he's not going to raise an alarm. So it's it's he's efficient. You know, I, I have to do this where I keep count because they said there's 25 hostiles on board. So I'm trying to keep count of how many he's taken out here <laughs> in this sequence. <laughs> there's three, four, five. I just like the power. You know, it's not ridiculous, but you could definitely tell that well, yeah, he's that, got power. And, and this version of this uniform, very cool. Yeah, it's very similar to what we've seen in um, in the comics um, after he came back from the uh, death and rebirth of Captain America, however you want to call that storyline. There's so much going on when that happened. The love boat. <laughs> you know, you would think after Captain America came back from, you know, being frozen all that time, that they would raise his rank. Yeah, you, you, you think major that. Cur- I mean, I mean, he's still got a career to think about. Yeah. He should be, he should be, you know, at least a major. That's the next rank up. Yeah, yeah we completely missed the uh, the part where Cap jumped out without his parachute, which is something Cap does regularly. <laughs> I 
There's Jasper. Jerk. Yeah, really. <laughs> so I missed it. Are those all shield agents on that boat? Well, um, yes, they are all shield agents. I and don't think so, any. Yeah. I don't think any of them are just shield agents. Right. That's what I was kind of alluding to. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I uh, you know, kind of like on the helicarriers later on. I don't think there's any non-compromised shield agents on those helicarriers. Hmm. Why do they call her Black Widow? Shouldn't she be? White bachelorette. She's not married. She's never been married. <laughs> she didn't kill her husband, right? She not should be white not bachelorette. Not that I'm aware of, yeah. Cap, it's me, white bachelorette. Now, I don't know if they're all... I mean, some of them may be uncompromised because this was a quote-unquote legitimate shield operation, so there had to be some key personnel on there to make sure things went down, but... Can you remind me what the mission was that they were on the boat, or do we do we know what it, the mission was? The the original crew, yeah, they're launching the satellites for the uh, Project Insight, the satellites that will control the helicarriers. Okay, this was their last payload. Their last launch was going to be the one that when they got taken. So I don't think this one actually ever got launched or not. But either way, it's they have enough in the air that they're able to do what they need to do. Gotcha. That's the data that, um, in a moment, we'll find out Black Widow's been is trying to retrieve. Oh, yeah, there's a mission inside the mission. That's right. Exactly. I'm talking to my aunt. Yeah, when I see somebody do that I think back to the one James Bond movie where he's like don't don't touch your ear don't put your hand up <laughs> best thing about that shot was the follow through on the swing <laughs> didn't hold back on that yeah, the walking away wasn't too bad either well there's that yeah <laughs> yep. Shaco Blue. I got the impression from one of the special features that they actually were on an actual launching launch ship, like a real ship that was made to launch spacecraft. And there we go. <laughs> There's a leap. 
<laughs> that's, that's so dang cool. You know, there's a couple yeah, times... Movie... In... Go ahead. What's Frank? Uh, that Frank? No, go ahead, Ken. I was going to say, there are a couple times in this movie where uh, I, I seem to think they forget how the, the properties of the shield are. It's supposed to completely absorb all vibrations. If you think back to uh, the first Avenger when uh, Carter shot at, at him, those bullets didn't ricochet. They just stopped dead and fell mm. because the entire full kinetic force of that those bullets was absorbed by the shield and they just, they just dropped down. There's many times where the concussion blast, where the shield shields him from that, still pushes him back or does something or engages him. That is like, I don't think the shield's supposed to work that way. <laughs> it made for a cool scene, but still. Now, this movie had two directors. Uh, Anthony and Joe Russo. Yeah, and here's another good shot for you. Um, oh, there you go. The... Uh, Russ, you may you may know you're a little more in tune to things like this than I am. Um, my understanding is, in general, with um, I think it was, I guess it was with SAG or with whatever the, the unions, it's one one film, one director. But how were they able to get away with the this the Russo team? I know they're brothers, but still, didn't like they have distinct roles or something that they're able to show two people as two directors. Hopefully he'll come back soon. <laughs> so, Russ, I don't know if you heard my uh, my thought I just uh, said. Uh, how how did they um, get uh, get around the idea of you know one film one director with the Russo brothers? It was I don't something I don't the know. way I, they, they structured it. I didn't know that was a rule per se. So I know there have been movies in the past with two directors. Um, I, oh, I know there have been, but it's I, I seem to remember hearing something once that, about about that. Uh, for the Marvel movies, you mean? In general, a movie oh, in, general? in general. Oh no, that that's not that's not true. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean we've got the Wachowskis that have done it, and there've been um, there's another brother pair that have that have directed in the past. Not the Russos, but I, f I forget who they are. Well, um, Co Cohen brothers, but uh, yeah, the Cohen they brothers. Usually one directs and one writes. Um, I I remember Bill Murray co-directed a movie with someone. It's the only movie that that Bill Murray's ever directed. And then there's um. That last Ghost Rider movie, I forget their names. Um, but, oh yeah, but they they co-directed, and w one of them did the action stuff, and the other one did the non-action stuff, and that's how they broke it down. No, uh, I say maybe something like that. I remember, I forget what movie it was, but there was talk about that. They wanted to do there, to do something like that, and th there was a little bit of of grief with Sin City because Frank. Uh, because Robert Rodriguez wanted to get Frank Miller co-director, and he didn't actually physically direct it, but because 
uh, Rodriguez took it straight off the comic book page. He wanted to give him co-directing rights, and there was a lot of big hubbub about that. That mm. that sounded like familiar to what I was thinking of with that case, yeah. It's an interesting story, Fury's telling Cap in the elevator here. You know, it's the comparison you're making about the, you know, his, his grandfather with a 22 versus these hell carriers, a little bit bigger than a 22. And I guess it's the same idea, just a question of scale, but it's a bit bigger right. scale. <laughs> well, I think he's trying to relate it, it to like... Cap, too, because Cap, you know, he said before, Steve Rogers doesn't like bullies. And it looks like Nick Fury's wearing like a Nehru jacket. <laughs> Nick Fury's nothing if not stylish. That's correct. <laughs> and the difference between uh, him and you, he makes that look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no way. This scene right here, that shot right there, the crane shot with the uh, putting the hell carrier on the bridge, that's where I saw all the hell number 65s. And yes, every time this comes up, I will bring it up. That, that should have been yes. the Enterprise. Yes. What's interesting <laughs> is... Those, uh, I'll call them Quinjets just because I'm going to call them a Quinjet. I like that they're kind of like dual-purposed, so that when the wings are in, the the, the VTOL stuff is, is not exposed. And then when they need to go vertical takeoff or hover mode or whatever, the wings kind of sweep out and expose the, the turbines right. or whatever they are. Right. And I love the incorporation of the repulsor tech into the carrier. Yeah, yeah, nice tie-in back to the Avengers when Stark had a better, a good look at her old turbines. Yeah, he he got pretty close to them. So, uh, um, I suppose everything we're seeing here, uh, all this buildup of military might, is a direct result. I guess they say it in the movie too of what happened in New York and the Avengers. He basically just said, it. "I think we were yeah. talking over," but yeah, after the the Battle of New York, they needed to increase their threat analysis. Now, looking at where this movie's going to go, I don't know how anybody, including myself, when I missed this, how you don't look at this and think about uh, uh, the Valkyrie and, and what it was trying to do. It's, it's, it's. I mean, this whole thing's got yeah. Hydra written all over it. It's like, where, where were we <laughs> that we didn't come up with this on our own? And I, and I said when we did our Connections episode with the Avengers and the, that Phase 2 project where they were, you know, using the Tesseract to arm weapons, it's like, you know, they, they practically broadcast this to us, and we, and we missed it. Let me, let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. So we just had this scene here where he goes through this whole bit and, and Steve says, you know, if this isn't, you know, this this is fear. You know, the, the, this is intimidation. Do you think Fury was testing him at that point? Because Fury knows at this point something stinks. Like, he knows something's up. He had that mission. You know, he did what he did on Lemurian Star. He's he's bring He brought Widow in close. He doesn't trust people to begin with. Do you think some of that exposition that he laid out was him testing Cap to see if he's all in on what's going on, to see if he's just going to, you know, step in line or if he's if he thinks very, that, that something's very possible. No, Nick Fury, very possible that's what he's doing. Cuz it's I didn't, after didn't think of this, it that way. Cuz it's after this that he trusts Steve. You know, before right. bef you know, before this he didn't tell him what was going on with the mission, he didn't bring him in on it, but after this, you know, as we'll see, he'll show up at his apartment. He gives him the the drive. He definitely he definitely trusts him at that point. Let me stop you there, quick. I love this kid. I love this yes. little scene here <laughs> where the kid sees Cap and he's like, you know, don't 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 kid. He just shakes his head. <laughs> yes, I did. The, this footage here you're seeing um, of Cap, that actually a lot of that at least it looks like it was made for the Avengers. It's on the deleted scenes of the Avengers where uh, 
he's basically Steve's doing a lot of this kind of reminiscing and man out of time stuff uh, right before he goes into the uh, the boxing gym uh, where we first ah. meet him. But they cut that all out. Yeah. Um, so it was like they got some use of that of that footage that doctored up. So again, Barnes is the only member of the commandos that that ended up passing away. Yep, and between uh, the episode of uh, Seeds on Agents of Shield, where they'd mentioned Bucky Barnes as being killed in action when he's part of the SSR, and now this—I mean, we're all getting queued up that Bucky, Bucky Barnes is going to play an important role here. Of course, that was uh, Peggy Carter. They're talking about uh, this must be from the early days of Shield, or this is talking uh, about Cap, an early an early documentary on Captain America. Yeah. You know, um, kind of off topic, but, you know, she has her show coming up on ABC. I wonder if, if we'll see Bucky uh, or uh, the Winter Soldier in, in any of those. Or I doubt it. I mean, he'll, know, well, I mean, in that show, possibly, I suppose, um, as a Winter Soldier doing something for S.H.I.E.L.D. I guess it depends on what scope they, they, uh, they want to go with. Um, I don't know if they want to burn up a... Uh, a Sebastian Stan role, or even you know, trying to negotiate a scene with him, but they could certainly refer to him uh, in there. But I don't think it's going to yeah. be late enough to really use him too much. But you never know. Supposedly he's the one who killed Kennedy. So, yeah, <laughs> this, this is pretty scene, heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, but I was um, pleased and impressed they included the way they did. Um, yes, including the Alzheimer's uh, effect. Tear break, tear jerking the way they did it, yeah. But true, true to the comics, uh, and just and it's very sweet, and it just yep. shows a side of him that he just that Captain America. I don't know, he doesn't forget his friends. And and kudos to Chris Evans. I mean, when she you know coughs and he turns to get the water and he comes back and she's basically gone, uh, you can see in his face his heart breaking. He he when really nails nails us. Yeah, and obviously he's been through this many times. Like, this isn't the first time that he's gone through her not remembering him. Like, yep. I take it as yep. this is a regular thing. Yeah, this isn't the first time he visited her, probably, yeah. yeah. In fact, again, in that Avengers scene, up here it is. Now, this is CGI old-age uh, Peggy. So, yeah. it was CGI, really out well with the wig, and then they CGI'd the age over her. This isn't makeup. You know, I remember thinking, not, not thinking it was fake, but I wasn't quite sure when I saw it in the theaters. I mean, I've rewatched this. I couldn't tell you how many times since then, since I, you guys said I bought this. And, and it, it, it I, I buy it. I like it. I'm pleased with it. Yeah, Brad wasn't impressed with it. He thought it looked really bad, but I, I thought it actually looked more natural than actual makeup. Right. It didn't look theatrical to me, that's for sure. Wasn't Leah Thompson in Back to the Future three or two? <laughs> <laughs> we could have gone that route. I love how he's trying to decrypt this file and go through all this stuff here and can't do it, um, but yet Black Widow in a Apple Store plugs it in and is able to decrypt it in about thirty seconds. <laughs> she didn't. She did not decrypt it. She was able to nail down where the, the decryption was. The, oh, that's she, right. Yes, the encryption right, was right. GPS based. So yes, she they'll yes, trace yes. the source. That's all she got. Yes, it wasn't until right. they got to the source they were able to do it. GPS GPS based decryption. Where have we seen that before? 
So Charles Widmore is a member of Shield, apparently. <laughs> um, well, well, this this part is kind of cool. It's no, it's not cool. It is cheesy. Just having the guys sitting in yeah. their little tubes. They're it's yeah, cheesy. But you know, it's a it's a cool effect the way they do it. I really like it. I get a, I get a real real world vibe. Like think back to the Star Wars with Jedi Council when one's not there, they have a hologram of him. Um, and that's really what this is. They've got these ch- physical chairs there, but these glass tubes to be a hologram. And holograms are not new to to Shield. And we saw them in uh, in Iron Man. We saw them in Agents of Shield. So it's definitely good technology that they have. Uh, I love that, like the angle. You see her on the curved screen on the glass, but she's not actually in the chair. I mean, it's it's yeah. very demonstrative what this, this technology is. And, and, apparently- it's a, and it's a nice. Step up from what they had in, on the healthcare, which was just you know an individual uh, flash screen for each 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 person. Yeah. Apparently, Jenny Agutter is the only returning member of the council. I, the one guy from uh, India, I believe, uh, looked familiar from one of those shots. But yeah, the other ones. So this is our uh, this is Robert Redford's first scene in the movie, and it was kind of a shocker to see that he was going to be involved with this project in a good way. I just wouldn't think that you know an established actor like this would well, do an action movie. You think of the of the 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 actors we've seen in these movies already, talking about well Sam Jackson himself, and then we get uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Now Robert Redford. We got Michael Douglas coming up. Um, even Al Pacino wants in now after seeing yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. So, um, <laughs> there, it's it just speaks to the quality of these films and clearly the experience of making them that these actors have had that other actors want to be part of it. Now I forget is Falcon? He's not a recovering alcoholic. Is he just a no, counselor? Th- this is this, no, this is, is a- he. This yes yeah, is a uh, like a PTSD focus or uh, support Sorry. group. Okay. Yeah. So so this is you know the, uh, all these were soldiers. Like that one woman was giving her story where she thought a a paper bag was uh, an explosive device. And um, Sam Wilson has his own his own demons with Riley his his, his wingman uh, seeing him literally be blown out of the air uh, among anything else he's seen. Uh, but he's able to help others, and that's how he finds his peace now. But uh, this whole scene is, again, it's another bit of bonding that only two soldiers, regardless of the era they're from, can can share. Um, and this is basically two interactions that we're aware of that, that these two people have had. Yet when the chips are down and Steve Rogers has nowhere else to go, he'll go to him. Yeah. After just these two interactions. Um, speaks volumes to to what two soldiers can share. I I also like how they establish just Falcon in this. It's it's very short. It gets to the point, and and then we're we're off, and and he gets he gets his wings, and and we're off, and it's not just this long, drawn out backstory, backstory, backstory. I mean, there is a backstory there, but there. It's short to the point, and the story is moving. Yeah, and, and I think we got the majority of the backstory we need in just the brief conversations he's had here with about Riley, about his wingman, how he's a parajumper. Um, we didn't get the details of what that meant. We'll get that payoff later on when he presents the file. 
Our next action beat here now is this car chase that we saw a little bit of on Agents of Shield and previews before, yeah. but it's uh Yeah. <laughs> I need to go back I and watch that remember... episode. I'm sorry, Frank, go ahead. Oh no, I, I just remember seeing this and going frame by frame when we when we saw the sneak of it and just uh uh looking at the action yeah. and what people were doing and stuff. I love the shot here. You know, it's like you want to see my lease. Yeah. But but this little hit the siren, that was just that was him telling the rest of the team he that he positively ID'd the vehicle. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Bam. And that ve- and uh, his truck, man, that shield what is that? A <laughs> a Chevy Suburban? Oh, it's more than that. It's 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 been yeah. customized a bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of things in, in this scene, though, to tie that, that get called back into the TV show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, and just into S.H.I.E.L.D. mythology from the comics in general. Um, when he gets moving, I'm like, I, won't, I won't wait for it, but when he starts driving again, he tries to take off and he says the flight systems are inactive, which is, which is great. shows that, yes, this, this could be a flying car, but that would be <laughs> the easy way out, so we're going to make sure it gets broken. Uh, yeah. And later on, how he escapes um, is a tool that we'll see in the TV show later on. Hey, how did um, what did he uh, shoot himself up with? He pulled out a syringe and an uh, 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 just a painkiller or something. Pain he said mm-hmm. when when the uh, when the car detected the fracture, it's like you know painkiller recommended. He just grabbed that syringe, so it's already in the first aid gotcha. kit there. I like that he wants the window to get just to the point where it won't take another hit so he can he can activate the machine gun. Yep. Now. Countermeasures. Big gun. Yeah. <laughs> Including a grenade launcher. Yeah. <laughs> it was that, after that this car must scene. Weigh a ton. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the obviously the first scene, the the Lemurian star scene, was awesome. But after this, I was like, "Where did these guys come from? Like these Russo brothers? I mean, they directed oh, episodes of uh, uh, Arrested Development Community, and, Community and uh, they did another comedy. It's like, where did they learn to do action like this? This no is kidding. like, and you know, it's funny. They're laying out this scene, like they're actually there doing the shot, and they they literally have chalk and Hot Wheels cars showing. This is what we want to happen. <laughs> but just try to try to map out these scenes, the angles, everything, I, everything about it is just dead on. It's this is like you know John Frankenheimer, you know level stuff. I mean, this is like French Connection, Bullet, Ronin. I mean, it's that kind of uh, yep. You know, you know. Movie. I recently saw Three Days of the Condor, which has a which has a few action beats. Yeah, in it too. yeah. And and, uh, and I remember when the movie came it, out, there were several comparisons to that movie with this one as well. And this is, I mean, this this is right up there with any of the modern day spy movies. Yeah, and just all you know, mostly practical. I mean, you could tell they really cracked these cars up, and yep. you know, there's there's just mm-hmm. a ton of practical with this movie in general, but which I yep. I really appreciate. I do remember being fascinated about how the suburban just would not stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm watching this, and I'm watching the vehicle drive itself, and the wheel turning, and I thought, oh, that's 
wouldn't that be cool to have that for real? And then my boss, we went out to lunch one day, and he used the parking assist on his Ford Escape, and that wheel started turning, and it literally parallel parked itself. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. That stuff's real? Yeah. I've, I've seen the commercials, but I didn't believe it would really work that well. It worked like that, but it did. Yeah. Yeah. See, I love the sweeping where the car, where the, the Tahoe or whatever that was, was kind of flipping around the corner, and the camera was moving in the opposite direction all over yeah. the ground. I just, I love the camera work. I could have watched a whole hour-long documentary just on this car chase scene. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Eat. Breaks. That's two. Bam. <laughs> See, that was awesome because you're thinking they're just going to pile into that center median and so you're focused on that and then when that when that truck comes off the side and just yep. t-bones them it's like awesome all right oh, here there's, we go. The, oh, there's just something about the score to this movie the music that comes up when the winter soldier's on screen yes. there's just something about that that just changes the tone for me that just is and i don't th- i don't think they play it here but there's that little scream a little whine that's in there yeah that just gives me chills. Almost like what Hans Zimmer did with the Joker in The Dark Knight. You know, just unnerving, you know, just kind of like uncomfortable sound. Right. Was and it again, the mouthful? Is that what Fitz called it? Yeah. That that blades that cutter that we'll see here, Fitz breaks that out in Shield. He came up with it, but it never went anywhere. And Garrett says something like, you know, the high ups keep the good toys for themselves. Yeah, <laughs> which, which was explained how Fury had it. And I like the slow build. You know, we don't know that he's got the metal arm. We kind of saw the metal below the hand. Yeah, yeah. And again, for us, it's not a big deal. But for people that had no idea who this character was or anything like that, I like the slow build. Agent 13. Oh. She really caught me off guard. Her aunt. Yeah. Frank, you um, know who her, who her aunt is, right? Yes. Okay. That is Peggy. Peggy Carter. Who? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, her turning out to be an agent really surprised me it, it, in a, in a good way. It was a good surprise. Now, I honestly thought this was just his girl, the girl next door he flirts with. Oh, okay. So so going into this movie when you saw it, you didn't know that that was um. Sharon Carter, Agent 13. Right. Okay, but you were aware of that character. You just didn't know who, that she was that character. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, okay. Yeah. I love that. The soldier kicks in when she said that stereo left on. She's like, yep. no, I didn't. You know, I kind of missed this. I didn't realize he went back around to the bow to the fire escape and came through the window. Yeah, I yeah. just noticed that the first time here. Nice cops. <laughs> you know, pretty low key, just like you think he would live. You know, nothing extravagant. Yeah. Uh, you know, nothing crazy. Just. just Did you ever get a good look at the books life. on his bookshelf? 
Uh, History of World War II. Yeah. Yeah, and then a book called The Night Stalkers. I'm not sure what that is, but... All right. Yeah. Of course, first thing he does is grab the shield. Oh, yeah. Let's turn that light off. Tell you one thing about Nick Fury, he types really fast. He does. <laughs> With his HTC and, and, one. And accurately. I just love how we uh Steve's able to slip into the code talk, you know, pretty quickly there. Mm-hmm. Ooh. He takes it to heart, too, because he definitely yeah. is very untrustworthy after this. There it is, Agent 13, yep. Mm-hmm. And his. He can't trust her, or he doesn't think he can trust her. He can't trust anybody. Nope. There he is. You know, you think back to that very first time after he just got his abilities and he was chasing down the, the Hydra agent. I remember that right, like that one turn he made. He couldn't control it and he crashed into the dress shop. Yep. And here he is able to uh, anticipate and, and react to it. Well, okay, a little bit better. Still bouncing yeah. off the walls, but, <laughs> but at least he knew it was coming. Sh- yeah. I just love that. Bam. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty cool shot. Yep. Ooh. Right in the gut. And he just disappears. I love how he just goes right up on the ledge like it's nothing. Yep. Well, th- that streetscape's all CGI. There's really like maybe a two-foot drop there, so he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Black Widow must be doing pretty good. She's got that brand-new uh, Corvette <laughs> she's rolling with. Yeah. So. Shield must play pay pretty well at, at that level of an agent. Now the scene coming up with Nick Fury, I um, I I did do a big groan. I was like, "There's no way they're gonna kill this character." Yeah, and I think they handled it well. I mean, I really like the way they did yeah. it. You know, it wasn't. I think they. It was. It was pretty much a wink and a nod to the audience as well, too. I I, th- I think it. I don't think we we're really led to believe that he was not coming back. Yeah, if you yeah. notice, the doctor here is the doctor we'll see later on because you know he's clear he's part of the. Yeah. Part of the setup. Maria Hill. Yep. I'm not crazy over hair in this one, but whatever. The way she they put it up. Yeah. Well, I'm not a fan of the straight-haired Black Widow either, but... Well, there's that. I definitely prefer the uh, Iron Man 2 curls. I oh, yeah. You 
You know, an interesting way to use the Winter Soldier in another movie would be that standalone Black Widow movie. Because she yeah. talked about how she had interaction with him before on a case. That would be, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I would not mind a Black Widow movie that was like an origin, or not not an origin, that's probably the wrong term, but a takes place before all this stuff happened. You know, I, I mean, an origin is probably the right word for it, but something that has to deal with her recruitment into S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. You know, because that really would be the, her origin. Uh, she would have been the Black Widow as a Russian agent previously, but because it was Hawkeye who recruited her, right? Yep, he was there or, to take her out. I should out. say didn't didn't kill her. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading notes uh, for this, and apparently uh, Black Widow wears a little necklace with an arrow on it. I've yeah. never been able to pick it up. But they were hinting that, you know, that's because she loves Clint. Ah. It's interesting how they've come back around on Fury, because obviously not so much maybe I think Widow and and Hawkeye, but definitely Cap and the rest of them got pretty untrustworthy of Fury after the Avengers, so... Yeah, but I mean, they're. But I the get way, it. the way. Yeah, I mean, I get it too. The way they ended, though. I mean, Steve was already part of Shield, or was going to be, and like he told Sharon, you know, I or excuse me, Peggy, you know, I, I joined up because you, I knew you started it, you were part of it, and uh, I'm not saying he came to terms with what Fury was doing, but he I guess he figured, you know, I can do more good on the inside than the outside, right. And I think he maybe understood that that Fury was trying to give them a push. I, th- I think I think they kind of got that. Yeah. Um, now, interesting. I'm watching this this with subtitles as we do this, and whenever he says "strike," they put that in bullet in uh, like S period, T period, R period, I period, K period, E period. So, oh, really? Yes. That's interesting because I was reading just at, uh, the other day about. Uh, Season two of Agents of Shield and Lance Hunter was the uh, director or leader of of Strike, the agency. And Lance Hunter's going to be a new car- a new a new regular character on Agents of Shield. So that's that's interesting. I really like the Captain America or the Steve Rogers Super Soldier uniform. I really like just that that style of. The, you know, the blue with the star on the front and everything else. Right. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. they went that it's route. As, um, yeah, it, it, the the overt red and white and blue, it just seems like a little too much for every day. Well, I like it. It sounds like we're moving back to that, especially in Avengers uh, 2, Age of, Avengers, Age of Ultron. But that's going to even, from what I've seen, include the Avengers logo on the sleeve as well. I, I really like the... Age of Ultron cap uniform too because it's it's like a combination of this one and the one you know from the Avengers where it's it's got the red white and blue which I think is important when he's part of that team uh, right I I, th- I think that it, it needs to have that look but I like that it's more of the padded I I wasn't a big fan of the tight fitted cat uh, Avengers uniform I I love the World War Two uniform and it's like this one in in Age of Ultron is kind of the best of both 
Yeah, I, okay. I, I liked all of them. All right, go ahead. Sorry. So they said they picked him, picked up Batrock. Now, how did he get away? Because at the on the Lemurian Star, they obviously captured him. So it seemed weird when he said, "Oh, we picked him up." You know, he was out somewhere. I was like, "Wait a minute! How? What? What? what that? I don't know. Just a little bit of a weird disconnect for me." No, he got away with that the explosion. How Remember, did he. Get away? he I don't know, but he, he he blew up the control room, and then that's that's where we cut away. So he he blew oh, the, that's uh, right. he blew the, he set the grenade off. Cap and and uh, Black Widow got away because that happened after their fist fight. You're right. You're right. You're right. So that he used that for his escape, and whether he grabbed a a, a dinghy lifeboat or something else on standby, whatever, he was able to get he out of there. Away. He, he left. Some, he left away. Amazing... There you go. Yeah, he left away. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. It's a nice lamp. He's got enough. He's got enough light going on in the, with that window. Yep. He doesn't need yeah. that lamp. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, as we saw what Fury did when he goes to cure, it darkens the window, so he'll need some additional lighting, some yeah. task lighting. And if you, and these guys, they don't work nine to five, and they work some some late hours, so it's going to be there at night too. Yeah, he's older. He needs more light. Come on, Frank. It's not like bankers are like you work. I mean, you work what four, five <laughs> hours a day? At at the most, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three days a week I guess he could say three two and a half <laughs> trust no one that's right Is he wasn't lying. Love that little metal-on-metal metal effect, like there's a magnet or something on the backpack where he's... <laughs> yeah. I do, I do like that, just how it just connects effortlessly. Yep. I like it better than in the comics, he always t- puts the straps around like a backpack. Right. And yeah. obviously in a comic book, you could do that because you could play with the you know the physics of it, and it's fine. Yeah. So I like I like in the comic it's like this harness that he just kind of you know clips it on. Yeah. What a fight scene this is. I mean, it doesn't take oh. long, <laughs> but when you talk about demonstrating his power and his ability. And it's a great I, line. I felt it exactly what it is, but it's a very good yep. line. I mean, these are the toughest guys that Shield Hydra has to, has to offer and he's he puts them down like there's nothing to it. Yep. And the bit with the magnet. I mean, obviously oh, yeah. they came prepared. Between the magnet and able to able to pull himself off of it. Now, if they got both hands, I don't think they'd get very far. You never know, though. But um, just the, ta- the, uh, the, the cattle prods, you know, stun stick, whatever the heck that is, and he's able just to stand there and take it as, as uh, Rumlow does it repeatedly to him. That's a super soldier. Now watch. I guess you know. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna no, say. Go I ahead. was gonna say. Keep an eye on Steve. I mean, he yeah. he just all the little details that are off the footwear. Uh, the one guy sweating. 
uh, mm-hmm. and just everything about it just tips you off. Yeah, here's the guys. It's one of the guys in suits wearing combat boots. I think was in there too. And then these guys, you know, they're up to no good. They get on the elevator. Yeah. And they go on records. Meatheads. Those are. <laughs> this is I it. Love that. Before, like we, these... before we begin. Yes. Before we get started, there it is. <laughs> Looks up. Let's go. This must have been fun to shoot. Close yep. quarters like this. This probably <laughs> took forever. Yeah. Well, they throws him, throws him right at the yep. camera. One hand is he'll take him out. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, that's amazing. Yep. Whoa, easy big guy. Yeah. I said repeatedly hitting with this, and like, there's nothing to it. Yeah, and I like how they're showing Rumlow is just not the average shield guy either. He's able to kind of get some licks in. <laughs> Boink. I love that move. I'm not sure how that works, but I love that move. He, <laughs> and he's always able to catch it right into the straps. Yep. It's not like he's got to catch it, then put it on. It's a CGI shield, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, you can't catch a I break. Love, I, lo- I love this. Again, this is the one area where they really use the shield properly, I think. That vibration um, absorbing material, the vibranium, completely absorbs the, sh- the impact of, the, of, the, uh, of the, the fall. And then his, his abilities will Ouch. take care of the rest of it, but the majority the of it is taken by the shield. Yeah. I'm not saying it tickled, but he can walk away from I'll- it. <laughs> And I like the close-up there. We kind of see that. I I, nope. I didn't notice before that there's a little bit of purple on the side of, of the of the costume there, like that too. And Russ, this is one of your favorite scenes here. Yes, oh, right here. Absolutely. This is like straight out of a video game. Like absolutely, yep. what he would do in a video game. Yeah, it's like you know A A B X Y left right left right start. <laughs> yes. But he hits the brake. Except he hit the rear brake, not the not the front brake, so I don't know how that yeah. works. <laughs> Love that. Flip up. Boom, boom. Hit the shield and catches him in air. <laughs> and the Iron Man landing. And I love that shot. <laughs> She doesn't look real happy about that. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that Simmons shot you now. 
Oh, well, that's a good reason. Whoops. These lucky people didn't. Oh, never mind. I like that. Again, you know, Fury said trust no one. And even though he knows Natasha's high up in the organization, trusted by Fury, a member of his team from the Avengers. He's still suspicious and right. gets pretty rough with her. Looks like she can act and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> I like that she says bye bye bikinis and he's like, Yeah, I'm sure you look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> The cool thing, like you were saying earlier, if they have the Winter Soldier in a uh, in a movie, even if she caught a glimpse of him, she probably wouldn't even know who he was. Like if if she didn't get photographic evidence of him, but caught a glimpse of what he looked like, it would mean nothing to her. Right, right, right. Yeah, so she'd never be able to put that together as Bucky, but just does he exist? The holograms. Mm-hmm. But there will be discussion. They're probably like, we, we were going to nuke Manhattan once. We'll nuke your butt in a heartbeat, but yeah. we'll, we'll, send a, <laughs> we'll send a missile straight up the Triskillian. You won't even know it's coming. Ah, the Apple Store. Yep. <laughs> not not too much product placement there, right? And they're already no. rolling here. Is your uh, this your typical uh, Apple Genius Bar employee here coming up? <laughs> I don't know. I've only been in the Apple Store one time in my life, twice in my I life. Get, I get twitchy when I get near them, and I don't live anywhere near one. Yeah, I, uh, I, we ha we have several in Dallas, and. Uh... They they run the gamut. Sometimes they are kind of pompous, but most of the time they're pretty genuine. <laughs> I mean, well, a majority I... of their problems are are like, um, you know, it's people who are having very basic problems with their phone, but they just don't know how yeah. things work, you know? And so yeah, they I... have to put up with that. 
I had to take my wife's iPhone in, and when the guy asked me, I'm sorry, do you have an appointment? I was like, this is why I don't own an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he does have nice hair. Exactly. I love that he's like, oops, he almost recognized me. Yeah. Specimen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, talk German to Captain America. That's going to go over real well. Yeah. And I love it how she's just calm and collected. You know, she just stays cool. Yeah, I love how she's able to uh, evade them. He's all ready to, to take them out, take them down, cause, cause an incident. And it's like, no, we're going to get out of here. You know, back in the early days of the Apple Store and of our podcast, I used to go into the Apple Store and put up our website on all the computers <laughs> and just leave it there. com. I love that he agrees with it. Yes, they nah. do. I don't know. I think he still would recognize them. I think so, too. Yeah, but what an excuse. Isn't that the best? Yeah. One more reason, it sucks to be Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's like, I got that wrong. Can we do the take again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Golly gee whiz. I remember the Boy Scout. Yep. Although, did you remember that was in 1990, the uh, Captain America? Not once, but twice he stole a car. <laughs> Yeah, that had, that had to be a, a, a nod to that film in there. You know, when a Captain America learned how to steal a car. If if it yeah. wasn't deliberate, you know, I certainly I certainly went there anyway. <laughs> it's cheesy too. It's like he faked car sickness and then ran back and took the car from the person he was with. Yeah, Not once but twice. I had a stuttering issue just a while back. Where are you guys? In uh, the they're in the truck bantering back and forth. Okay, that's where I'm at. I like this too. This this little bit of we get a little bit of break. You know, we can kind of breathe a little bit here, but it tells us a lot about Black Widow. Yeah, uh, more so than I think even we got in the Avengers. Just about what kind of person she is and what she thinks about herself and her place and what she's done and been through. Yeah, they definitely and done a good job with she is with Yeah, it. they've definitely done a good job of developing her character um throughout the the what three movies now she's been in Iron Man 2. Yeah. Uh, the Avengers <laughs> and now this one. Well, um yeah. yeah I've got Camp Lehigh. This is where Captain America was originally trained before the uh before the procedure. I like how they use the flagpole. I mean, this isn't the flagpole because that was off on the on the on their their training run somewhere, but it's a nice callback for us for that that scene and use as a touch point right. to, to get us back into this flashback here. Remember, remember of how things were. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good scene. Ever the soldier, ever the strategist, able to recognize something out of place. Yep. I guess we're calling this. I love it on the deleted scenes. That was uh, that or uh, not blooper yeah. reel. That was one of the things they they went on. It was pretty funny. Yeah, like you know, four or five takes before we finally got the drop. The original Shield uh, headquarters, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Classic logo. Yep. Pictures of. Uh, Howard Peggy and uh, Colonel Phillips. Yeah, I found that odd. I mean, I would think that Black Widow she would know who, who they all, who all three of them were. I would, ex- I would have expected would that. Yeah, yeah. But I like the fact that he doesn't answer. her. Well, yeah, and that's I thought other... that was like a genius on the writing. Yeah, I made, I, you know, just... I made a note when we did our connections episode with uh, the with. The first Avenger, but uh, Shield does like their hidden hidden rooms in their bookcases because he uh, when yes. they're in Brooklyn and they're in that antique <laughs> store, whatever that kind of store that was, it was behind the <laughs> bookcase was the entrance to the lab. Uh, and I want to say there, there was another opportunity there, but yep, if you see a bookcase, there's probably a door behind it. I hope in the next Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a scene <laughs> like that. Or there's a secret door behind yep. the bookcase. That's my so this, one, two, three, four, five. So this is where the uh, the movie definitely takes the turn. Yeah, I did not see this. Coming. Not not at all. And I thought, yeah, this was this was a quick yeah, surprise. And just the Ar- Armin Solo reveal on its own was brilliant. Great way of incorporating them into this movie universe. It's slightly kooky, but not kooky enough to just really throw you off. Like, you know, no, we know with Tony Stark with Jarvis and you know the tech and everything else. But given how many rows and rows and rows of tape that you see, it's like okay, this is probably feasible <laughs> that they could. Uh, uh, you know, put his consciousness on on the computer, right. given you know how much data they've collected. Reminds me of something like out of Lost, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Start being was it? A... Now, in the comic book, this is this is very this is somewhat reminiscent of what he well, looks in, like, right? In because the comics, he's he's. he's, he's um, self-contained in a robot but he's got a camera for a head which very much looks like that camera and then the monitor in the body for the face great line this is <laughs> do you like to play a game so she's 30 years old so if she was 84, if she was still around to be KGB, she would have had to have been pretty young to still be KGB before the fall of the USSR. Well, think back to the Avengers when um, 
when she first encountered Banner and they had the little girl, I was like, you know, they started that young now, and she's like, I did. Yeah, yeah. And you know, they they could always write in that there was a, a secret Soviet Union, or you know, or you know, a super secret KGB. Or yeah, something. I'm sure even after the KGB, after Soviet Union reorganized and became Russia again, there was a, there were whatever the agency would have been, she she would have been part of it. The FSB. The FSB, is that what it was? That's what it's called, yeah. yeah. It's funny, there's a show called MI, a British show called MI5, and there's a lady on there that still calls it KGB. And every time she says KGB, the guy in charge of MI5 says FSB. Yeah, nice. So it's just kind of funny that he corrects her. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he's listening to two heads. With the only thing that would have been better is heads, when yeah. Steve does punch the monitor in a few minutes, uh, and he appears on another one, if he actually appeared on the two monitors. <laughs> Yes. That would have been perfect for that. See, that's something I would expect to see. So whether or not Toby Jones himself will be in Agent Carter, but you know, some of that discussion and some of having foreign scientists being part of the new shield would make sense. Yeah. There's a hell carrier. Shock. That's got to be heart heartbreaking for him to know that, you know, what he thought he worked to defeat, and then now he's fighting for it's, you know, it was all kind of for naught. Yeah. I got to believe that he's he's backed up somewhere that he's not gone. You know, I'm sure, oh, I, sure. I expect that oh. we'll see him again uh probably in his fully autonomous body. <laughs> oh, what if he's division? What if they, you know, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> what if he's Ultron? Well, from what we believe we know, I, mean, or I don't think it's going to be that. Yeah, no, I'm just making wild speculations. Captain America saves the day. Gonna have to steal another car. <laughs> yeah, maybe. There's might have been another blast range. It was outside the gift outside the fence line. Hey, here come the Quinjets. Yeah. 
So I wonder when he when he's uh, when actresses need to be picked up like that. I wonder if they do dead weight, like it's just like they're just like a wet mm. rag, like they're not I helping him at all. <laughs> This is a good scene to really demonstrate Pierce's uh, ruthlessness with the maid. And just how committed he is to making sure that he stays off the radar. I still think in this scene they revealed a little too much of his face. I think they should have done a better job of just keeping the yeah, eye on him. Maybe. They, they... By the time the movie released, they, they stopped. They didn't reveal anything. I mean, they didn't, they didn't hide True. anything. I mean, people knew who it was. They knew the deal. I don't. When I went to the theater, we'll, we'll talk about the scene coming okay. up, but people audibly gasped when, when that happened. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, many, many people audibly gasped. And I had a big old smile on my face. <laughs> well, that's satisfying then. There's, there, oh, wait, there's that effect that, 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 that I, I don't know what that is. This, this scene, this scene reminds me a little bit of, of Breaking Bad when, uh, when that one character, she put her baby to bed, and then. Um, oh yeah, when Mike shows uh, up. Yeah, Lydia. Lydia, yeah. It's really new. Oh, everyone knows. we know is trying to yep. kill us. Not everyone. Like I said, it's like just brief interactions. At it's the only place. Cap knows to go, but he knows he's safe there. He knows he can trust him. Yeah. It's funny how she's drying her hair. She's like, She's really absorbing it. (laughs) There's the arrow necklace, Frank. There you go. Oh, yeah. She almost play like she almost has no soul. You know, when you look at her, it's just like she's just so beaten down, I guess, or so just used up. Yeah, when you think of what she's seen and what she's gone through, and like she said, you know, she thought she was going straight, and here she is still working for you know just another evil organization. Yeah, yeah. Same thing like you were saying. What what Cap was feeling when he discovered that everything he died for, or almost died for. Was for nothing.
She does look better with curly hair. <laughs> Her hair's yeah. too flat. I'm going to write to her right now. Dear Scarlet Johansson, how are you? I'm fine. What's up with your hair? <laughs> the other thing I appreciated with this is they never show them breaking in to get the the uh, sh- the suit. Yeah, in Fort Meade, the yeah. NSA headquarters, they make a- which is yeah. one of the, if not the most secure facility on Earth. It's, it's unbelievable. And they're like, yeah, no problem. We can do that. But but I like the fact that they didn't just be you know they could have added a whole another sequence of this movie nope. to deal with that and I'm 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 rather they just cut that out and focused on the main action you know, because it's not really that important yeah. what what they went through to get not, that not only that but what that tells me is they're like oh yeah we can get that that's just normal army security that's got that's not, that's not even shield level stuff <laughs> that's just everyday yeah. stuff that's nothing yeah. to us I mean that's like walking into Best Buy. <laughs> We, and and that's that's what I read from that. It's like, oh yeah, it's nothing. This scene right here, uh, one of my <laughs> favorite scenes, only because it just brought in Iron Man two, brought in a whole different light to that whole Senate hearing and everything he was trying to do to get the Iron Man armor. It just brings that whole moment into a different perspective, revealing Senator Stern as Hydra. Yeah. Yes. You're uh, right, Ken. It it was a little. It explained. Um, Everything, <laughs> and, uh, and and and, and, and that, a, that that scene is so creepy. And a meme right is born. <laughs> I was just gonna say, and a, and a million memes were were yep. born. Is that an HTC phone? Yeah, so. another one. Yeah, another one. Yeah, Fury had the one. What's something else I might have seen Anthony Mackie in? Because I love him in this movie. He's great. He was in Pain and Gain. Okay. He was in... Uh, I don't think of what else see. he was in. I'm going to hit his IMDb. Here you guys talk. Let's see. Uh, Black and White, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Runner Runner, The Fifth Estate, Pain and Gain. The end... Edward defeat a P- Mr. Cool. and Pete. The Hurt Locker. Oh, okay. Gangster I haven't squad. seen that yet. I need to. But... Uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire <laughs> Hunter. Adjustment Real, Bureau. Real Steel. Right, I love I love the scene here on the rooftop. He's like, you're not going to... Come on, Roger. Just, you don't do this. Yeah. And Romoff doesn't <laughs> hesitate to just kick him off the building. Oh, let me straighten your jacket. And she Ooh. doesn't miss a beat. Nope. And it's like, Lillian, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's Falcon. Oh. <laughs> I don't, awesome I don't even care that it's not red or any other nonsense. It's so cool. Nope. He's <laughs> got yeah, the goggles. That's pretty dang cool. I love he says, she's got the lip piercing. He's like, yeah, I'm not ready for that yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephen Strange. There it is. Yep. How could I not? 
You know, it's funny. Even uh, in Agents of Shield, there's a there's an episode where uh, they use Instagram to ID uh, a suspect, and and Colson says, "Like you guys make it too easy. You surveil yourselves." And that's 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 yeah. the whole premise of Project <laughs> Insights. Like everything's out there for you for you to see. The scary part is I saw some demos of some um, some search engines that will search you know publicly available stuff, stuff that's that's not set to private, and it can aggregate like your movements and map it all to a Google map and tell you right where you've been. It's, it's creepy, but you know what? It, it's, it's just searching stuff that's flagged. That's not private. It's anything, anything that's open to be seen. Yep. And what's funny is this movie was written prior to like the Snowden, you know, NSA stuff. I mean, that, right. that you know, they had this pretty much done before that came yeah. out. Now this came out in May, obviously, but you know, like the Snowden was, was referenced by name in an episode of agents of shield as well early on in the season. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Jasper Sitwell. Pour one out. Now, do you think he's dead? Oh, yeah, he's gone. Oh, yeah. He's done. (laughs) Love the music. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh. Bam. I funny, the first time I saw that, I was like, This is a very cool sequence. This is a shot in Cleveland on a real street. They, They... Shut the whole place down for this. The whole shuts yeah. the bridge down, but it's such a great effect that they're able to get out there and take the steering wheel. There, that scream, that screech, whatever, however they did that is just creepy as get out. Yeah. Man hug. <laughs> <laughs> I got not the first time he was he used this uh, a door of a car yep. as a shield. Yep. <laughs> Just hand yep, it to yeah, him. Yeah. Here's another one. Like I said, I'm not saying you're not going to feel that, but that shield should have absorbed a lot more of that blast than the, than it did. <laughs> you would think. I just love the fact that they're just walking down the street, just casual, yep. firing yep. away. I don't know, just the way, again, hats off to the Russos. I mean, just. I love that's that it. shot with the. That's that a very cool scene. scene. Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. doesn't even miss a beat. Unless she. Over observant uses the sun to pick them out, and yeah, and that's a, you know what's striking another... here is is just her stance is just like she's like stable, you know, the legs part of the give her a nice stable stance so she can take them out. I just noticed that the first time I saw that scene, the way she she did that. Like I have her, you find him. So she's gonna hunt her down. Mm-hmm. You would think he would. I guess that's that's how important the mission is to him because you would think he'd want to take out Cap, but yeah, it's all about yep. the mission. Yeah.
So granted, there's a lot going on here, and as this guy's shooting with this with this minigun here, he's using a shield, he's still walking forward. Don't you think the guy would change his aim a little bit and take out his legs? <laughs> instead, instead of just keep shooting at the shield? We're not quite there. Here it is. Yeah. Guys in movies are terrible shots. See, the same thing. Here we go. The, bu- the bullets are, are, are ricocheting off the shield. When... I know it's uh, it's nitpicking at its finest, but just the way that shield is. I love the noise it makes while the machine gun's hitting the shield, though. Yeah. It's like, I could do this all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's not even... It's a yeah, he's got a great job with the arm and... The machine gun strapped to the yep, back. yep. Nice touch. The arm is awesome. Th- I mean, the arm is this, just yeah, really. really and he cool. actually had a a silver sleeve around, but that was for reference. I mean, the rest of the arm is here is all CGI, I believe. Yep. Especially yep. when you get in those real close up shots where the it's moving and the little ridges are engaging. Nice redirect by mm-hmm. by Widow here. Is that an HTC? <laughs> this one stingers got a lot more play out of those in the yeah. in, in the Avengers and in this one. Ooh, right in the shoulder. Yep, that's going to hurt. I guess he needs that. You know, he has a glove on one of his on his metal hand. I guess he needs traction. And yeah, that metal slippery. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, it could be. (laughs) You don't want to break the coating; it'll rust. Yeah. I like that the shield is still like dirty. I don't know. It just foreshadowing. A little bit of foreshadowing, possibly. Yeah. The knife. Love the knife play here. Yeah. Now, does Bucky have any type of super soldier serum in him? I know he has a metal. Uh, no, but um, they'll talk about in the movie here how Zola was experimenting on him. Now, to what end was the experiment? I don't know. Was it just to get more productivity out of them at the time, or was it for a bigger goal? But he's got something in him. It's not super soldier per se. But in the comics, did did Bucky the youth actually have something in him too, or? Can't remember. No, they they just basically just put him in suspended animation. No, but I mean, even when he when he was Cap's partner. Oh, no. no. Okay. No. There's yeah, people people in the theater audibly gasped when they when they saw that. Cut the check. Cut the. the uh...
news camera can't shoot him here. Nope. <laughs> shoot him with a time bullet. <laughs> yeah. That's a comic book. Reference. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> This scene was a surprise to me. Yeah. Although I admit I was expecting Fury. <laughs> I forgot ab- I yeah. forgot about her. I kept waiting for I it. forgot about her. Yeah. You know how they got caps strapped in, you know, completely in those shackles? I don't think the other two have nearly that Mm. much protection. (laughs) Yeah. Uh So I'm assuming they transported them with their weapons in the same vehicle. Otherwise, how would they have gotten the the shield and the Falcon suit back? Yeah. That doesn't seem like a smart idea in their part. They're not that good. They're they're not that good. Well, and given the fact that they, when they were in that car and they had to jump out of the car on the, on the door, I wonder where he got his Falcon suit because he didn't have it on him when that happened, and the car was trashed. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, these are minor things, and I know he doesn't have it. Yes, he, doesn't, exactly. he doesn't have it there uh, they, either. They, they had. It must be in the, still in the still in the nope. truck. Um, plus, they put him in the last vehicle. Otherwise, otherwise when they escaped on in route, uh, the car behind them would have seen it. They didn't put him in the middle of the vehicle. We won't discuss that any further. That just ruins the movie. <laughs> if that's the worst that we could find, explanation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, panel. yeah. It doesn't matter how good the car chase is. You're gonna break the break the moment like that. Forget it. I love this. The drug we hear he's talking about was uh, developed by Banner. Yes. I'm assuming his arms had upgrades over the decades. It's not the original arm. So yeah. this broke down. I'm trying to figure out when things are happening. Obviously, that scene with, with uh, Zola was back when he was at the original camp. So now here he is. We find him being recovered. And the original surgery. Yes. Now when we see Zola here, this must have been – he's not here. There he is. That's When did that happen? Like, is that that must have much later because obviously they found Bucky just as yeah. Zola's being captured. So Zola wouldn't have been there during the initial surgery, um, or at least not. No, but later on he would have been again, uh, clearly. But Ed Brubaker, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. um, I I think in the oh, comments, if I'm not, yeah, the guy with the beard, yeah, um, and in the white shirt with the bald head, that's Ed. The Brubaker. one walking around like he has nowhere to look. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> I believe in the so comics, cool. they trained him and put, you know, it was like some years after he was, after they found him, that he was like trained and brainwashed and they did the arm and all that before they sent him even out on his first mission. And then they froze him after that, which explains why he went from being, you know, 14 or 15 in the comics to being an, an adult when you know, he in first the, in the movie they said missions. he aged maybe five years tops so i mean there were several years initially right. and then being a slow he's still going to age when he's when he's in uh suspended animation but just very very slowly so that does make right. sense on how he aged to some degree i love it you shape the century we need you to do it one yeah. more time yeah i love if you think back to the trailers <laughs> leading up to the movie they never show Bucky there, but you really wanted to think he no. was talking to Cap at that moment. That's that's what I thought, yeah. His memories are starting to come back. He's al- and he's almost willing. Like, he knows what they're going to do to him. Yeah. And it, it's almost like he either can't or doesn't want to resist. Yeah. I mean, he puts the thing in his it's mouth. That's all he knows. And- this is all he knows. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's all he knows. I think that's from uh, all the. Yeah, I thought men. the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing they didn't use a picture yeah. of Butch Cassidy where he's like dressed up <laughs> yeah, in awesome. Western yeah. wear. We just have to get these on this exhaust port <laughs> in the middle of the train. Is someone smoking? Oh, that's coffee. <laughs> it's his coffee cup, yeah. I thought the same thing at first. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I remember watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and talking to people at work and I'd seen this movie and there's this one guy, he hadn't seen the movie yet. I was like, you can't watch S.H.I.E.L.D. You cannot watch anymore. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's... You gotta stop. Yep. <laughs> just slower. I love that. I do what he does, just slower. I'd like to talk about a promotion. I know this might be a bad <laughs> time, but 
<laughs> it's a flashback here coming up that's going to pay off at the end of the movie with uh, uh, Steve and Bucky. You know, it's also it's a it's a yeah. new one for this scene of this movie though. It's not like they to pull something from the first Avenger. Right, right after his mother dies, his father's already been died or been dead. Mustard gas. That CG work. Yeah. This is amazing. It's about this part where they're on the dam and they're talking. I'm thinking to myself, you know, I can't remember. Was there a Stan Lee cameo? I can't remember seeing if there was one. I forgot if there was one or not. And then I remembered, <laughs> oh, it's the next scene. <laughs> yeah. There he is. Stan the man. I wish you would have said suit up. Yeah. Yeah. Son, just don't. <laughs> yeah. Stan the man. <laughs> There he is. Yep. Slight variation from the actual first Avenger costume, but pretty close. At least he's not wearing the one where he was doing the USO <laughs> tour. Yeah. Hey, that would that <laughs> one worked too, especially when he threw the green jacket over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A nice wool. I love that line, the ride from the airport less so. That that would be when uh, the switch happened. Yeah. I should have realized the time that, you know, if they spent that time to show us that, that they were important. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's uh, that guy's from Community, yeah. Community, which the Russo brothers, they're um, they're executive producers. Who's the middle guy? Him. I think I should know him too. I don't know. All right. He almost looked like Bones from Star Trek. The uh, actor who plays him, it's no. not, but oh, Carl Urban. Yeah, I'm thinking a very young Gary Sinise, but obviously that's not who it is either. But just speaking of Gary Sinise, I'm pretty sure it's Gary Sinise that was narrating the. Uh, World War II museum piece when Steve was. Oh, in I there. should go back and listen. I don't know. It could could have been. Yeah, there there, there was definitely a quote in there from uh, the president who was uh, I forget his name, but the same president. The name's the same from Iron William Man Three. Yeah, yeah. It's like, eh. yeah. How about that? <laughs> Whoops.
Yeah, what a weird moment. Who yeah. Do you trust? Who do you... like... Yeah. I love how immediately lines are being drawn. People are taking their sides. I guess how Romulo goes in trying to get the launch going. This guy, this guy takes a stand. Credit points to him. Yeah. Yeah. He's ready to pee his pants, but he's standing his ground. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I I would imagine if I were in that guy's situation, I would probably... Um, I would probably go, I disagree with what you're asking me to do with, to do. <laughs> I'll do it. Just don't shoot me. But I disagree. <laughs> Captain's orders. There you go. <laughs> Who do you trust? So it looks like if you got a yellow shield emblem, you're part of the strike team. Yeah, maybe. So all those guys have uh, the word strike under the shield logo. Oh, on does their, it? On their caps. So they're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're the field operatives. So the... So all the guys who work like in the computer room and stuff like that, obviously they have to go look for new jobs. Do you put that you were with Shield on your resume, or is that? You know, it's funny. You you might do that because if you look, remember to your agents of Shield, um, it, Shield agents and Hydra alike have been were trying to get jobs at other companies like CyberTech, and they said, um, you know, it's like yeah, we find the Hydra agents to be a little more creative thinking than the Shield agents. <laughs> The former former Hydra versus the former Shield. Wow. I'm just happy that an actual sh helicarrier crashed. Into the ground. Yeah, in into the one. building. I guess three of them, technically. Yeah. No, one goes right into the Triskelion itself. Yeah. <laughs> a little parkour? Yeah, a little bit. Actually, like Sam's sequence here as he's trying to get into his spot when you know being chased by the uh, the aircraft, uh, the missiles fire following him, the heatseekers. Mm -hmm. Time for some monologue in here. Yeah, as a bad guy. 
Yeah, just to illustrate how inobservant I was here, I never once realized that Widow wasn't anywhere part of this strike team. Yeah. <laughs> and here... It, Jenny Agater does a... And even here, I'm thinking that, that Jenny Agutter, like her character's like, wow, she's she's must have been a field agent too. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> duh. Yeah, once she did the kick, I was like, oh, There okay. she is. But she does a pretty good job, Jenny Agutter does, of Selling like she's it, yeah. like looking shifty, yeah. and she has that stance. Oh, yeah, yeah, like keeping her eye on things. Tom Cruise yeah. wants that mask. He needs yes. that for MI5, <laughs> Mission Impossible 5. Well, I guess it would be Jeremy Renner now, really. No, it'll be both of them. Are they both in it? Yep. Okay. They're filming I it. I thought now. four was supposed to be the handoff movie. Nope. Yeah, I knew they were filming. I didn't realize Tom Cruise was involved. Yep, yep. I still haven't seen the new Bourne movie with him, with Jeremy Renner. It's good. I liked it. Maybe I'll get that one for the plane ride instead of watching one I've seen already like this one. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. It weaves in and out of the, the other movie. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the timeline, not the actual event. Right. Yeah. yeah, I knew it overlapped the original, the other movies. Wow. Like two at once. I love that one. Mm-hmm. If I could just reach my red button, I can end. <laughs> A little hesitation in her eyes when she realized that all her covers and everything's going to be blown. and She's like, nope, this is still the right thing to do. Yeah. No, yep. Yeah. There's the deleted scene that extends that out a little more. He gets a little more specific about oh, yeah. some of the things she's That's done. That's cool. I need to check for that one. Yeah, it's not not that big of a deal. Nah, still though. He 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 calls out some things specifically. Getting these first two in are relatively think- easy, but that last one. This can help but get to the last, literally the last second on that last blade. Uh, do you think Falcon will be in Avengers? No, I don't think Falcon's in Avengers. No. War Machine is, or at least Rhodey is, but um, we're sure to see Falcon in Cap 3, though. I think if they knew he was going to be as big of a hit in this as he really was, I think they may have opened a spot for him, if nothing else, for a cameo. Right. But I th- yeah. but I think by the time they kind of got wind that he was as popular as he was, it was I think things were pretty. Well, well I think set. they really they were already doing principal photography before this even came out. Yeah, they were. This came out, or at least they were started enough in. Yeah, yeah, because they wrapped at this point like about three or four weeks ago. Yeah. I think. Oh, more than so, that, I think. Yeah, they wrapped before Guardians came at least out for the first round. Yeah, yeah, they'll have to do reshoots, uh, but. Ooh. Mm. Guy's cold blooded. Yeah. 
He's a Winter Soldier. Yeah. Company's coming, yep. I love how she plays that just so yeah. cool. I I really I really like that. Who ever heard of a tag team wrestling match with four dead guys? I learned it from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fabulous. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. You need to keep both eyes open. Both eyes open. That's pretty gnarly looking. Yeah. You'd think that level of security clearance would have been enough for them to just deactivate the helicarriers, but, you know. No, well, I mean, I'm guessing they're meant to be more or less <laughs> autonomous, but the fact that uh, they're able to just trick them like they're going to here suggests otherwise. Well, no, that's yeah. just it. They're autonomous. So it's like once the algorithm kicks in, there's really no well, stopping true, it. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love that, how he just grabs a wing. Yep, That's pretty yep. cool. <laughs> oh. Uh, so much for that. Mm. It was a nice suit. I need my other wing. Oh. <laughs> Hard landing. A little bit. Jeez. At least those particular engines aren't, aren't firing right now. Those exhaust vents, yeah. whatever they are, see this, the burn marks there, the scorch marks from whatever the heat's being vented out of them. be great I if think Captain America's, it's really <laughs> hot here. It's really yeah. windy and hot. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I think I've told this story before, but there's a um, skydive place that's not too far from where I live and just being with the fire department and stuff. So whenever they page out a quote unquote hard landing, uh, that's like code for somebody's chute didn't open when they jumped out of the plane. <laughs> oh. oh. That doesn't happen very often, does it? Uh, not that often, but more often than you'd think. <sighs> okay. This is very reminiscent of the first Avenger. You know, just kind of like this fight on. You think about the cat? Yeah, the catwalk scene with uh, on the Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah. when I have the Valkyrie before that with. Cap and Bucky with uh, on the one side and Zola and Redskull on the other. So I hear the other two of them yeah. on this catwalk. I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit at this one, not because of the fight scene. The fight's great, but it's because of the idea. It's the last server blade. They got to get that last one in. They got to get all three going, and they're just going to drag this <laughs> out until we get this last yeah. one in. It's just it was so predictable from that point of view. Yeah, I could have lived without the trending line. I love that. Oh, I thought it that was, was funny. funny. I guess, but. Oh, back of the head, right in the back. Hit with your own shield. I had this. I've had this very same fight with my brother. <laughs> just dislocate his shoulder. Drop it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the whole drop it, <laughs> drop it. Like we're fighting over the TV remote. There's the crossbones. We yep. <laughs> Shut the hell up. I know the whole premise of the insight is to pick off targets one at a time or a million at a time. But seeing as what it, these hellcares are about to do to each other, it's not very surgical. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of collateral damage. <laughs> I would think so, yeah. 
I mean, we saw some of the, the little tiny, you know, weapons come down. Yeah. So obviously it, you know, has that ability. But I imagine there's probably some areas where they're probably going to take out large targets. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm sure like, like a hel- training camps and, you know, right. So as the, the sides come online and they start hitting their targets, I mean, we see they'll get Maria Hill herself. They'll get uh, Tony Stark at Avengers Tower in New York. But I... I I try to go through and pause and see the other ones that they find. Like there's Maria Hillers right there. Uh, the president Ellis. Like this guy, uh, some of them I didn't see. Like though I missed the name Michael something, but they don't seem to be real characters from the Marvel universe. They just seem to be just random people for the movie. Only Stark, Hill, and the president were the three that I have previously identified <laughs> or know to be real characters. Did you Did you agree with that, Russ? Did you check it out? I haven't had a chance to kind of stop okay. it uh, and 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 analyze it. I know on the right hand side of the screen, there's all kinds of names that are on there, and I imagine if you paused it and got pretty close, you probably yeah. like a, on the, make them out now. Whether or not, yeah, on the main map, like when it showed the three Hellcares, like on the main map, they would target one, but they'd zoom in on one. And so when they did Tony Stark, right. they show the building, and if you caught there, it had the Avengers logo on the building. Now it wasn't even just a broken A from the yes. word Stark, which was kind of cool to see. Speedball. That was probably one. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Gravity. <laughs> That'll be a great uh, centerpiece for our phase two connections. Okay, so I, yeah, really. So I, Insight 1 will shoot Insight 2. Insight 2 will shoot Insight 3. Insight 3 will shoot Insight 1. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Well, she did use a stinger on herself, and it shorted out the device. Yep. Whoops. Now, were you waiting for him to slap her? I was waiting for him to slap yeah. her. I don't know why. I just was waiting for him to slap her. Now, so she's in there. She's got that nice you know, business suit on. The next time we see her, she's in the full black jumpsuit. Yep. Ladies got to change. Ladies got to look good. I mean, we know she's not shy. She's changing the car with Happy and all that, but still. Not a party till a hell carry falls out of the sky. Yeah, she just she just went to one side of Nick and he couldn't he couldn't. <laughs> How does he Fury see these? He turns. It's exhausting. Oh, look at that. Nose first right into the river. Yep. Wow. Wonder what the deductible is on that insurance. Five hundred dollars. There's still maybe? one trying Six? to stay up there. The engines are still going, trying to keep it afloat, but <laughs> aloft. I love you, man. 
I'm with you to the end of the line, Buck. I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> they did announce, too, that they were evacuating. So this isn't like a Man of Steel situation where, no. you know, Cap purposely nope. Nope. Absolutely. Uh, kills everyone. <laughs> this like, is great, too. <laughs> It's so awesomely ridiculous. It's great. Yes. Pick up. Run! Would have been funny if you said 34, 40, 39, 38, 37. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're a little low. Don't jump on the blades. <laughs> See? Black jumpsuit. Yep. My cleavage is showing. Yeah. You could have shot the glass and uh, let him fall out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy we got to see the Triskelion in, oh, in a yeah. movie. That was awesome. I think that was just one of the big thrills when we saw it in the trailer, and then uh, when they named it, named it in Shield, it's like, oh, that's just just. A great nod. It's the only one he had. (laughs) Bucky should take his arm off and drop it. (laughs) You're my mission, yeah. Stop. Hard to fight the programming. Me. You know, in the comics, uh, Cap used the Cosmic Cube to actually restore Bucky's memories. Clearly, that's not really going to be an option here. But uh, they do a nice thing. You know, he's just going to remember on his own and find his path. Yep. That's that's going to be a great part of the story for Cap 3. I'm looking forward to seeing how how they run with that. Yeah, me too. I mean, I don't think he's going to end up completely on the right side of things by the end of Cap 3, but he should be well on his way trying to make up for what he's done. I would think so, yeah. I mean, clearly he's going to start already start here as Cap's sinking to the bottom of the, of the river. There it is. Now I must find my own path. Goodbye. <laughs> you just think about it. Just 
not even being Bucky, but what does he do now? I mean, for for decades he yeah. spent most of his time yeah. frozen, and just comes out to follow orders and have his mind wiped at the end of it. Now what? I mean, he's alone. He's got nowhere to go and nothing to be with. And there's still Hydra out there as well. So, I mean, they could still be looking for him or it could be an adversary for him, trying to hunt him down. Trouble man. Yeah. It's a good soundtrack, too. What's that, Frank? It's a good soundtrack. Is that good? I, uh, I purchased, yeah. I, I pur- purchased it after watching the, uh, the movie and, and them, and they mentioning it. I didn't notice he actually has stitches on his cheek there. Oh, uh, Wilson? Or Cap? No. Yeah. Cap. You can actually see the stitches. This, this sequence is, uh, it's good. Nice epilogue, but it's a little out of order. And clearly some time has passed that she's able to be at the CIA for training. Um, Maria Hill at Stark Industries hooked up to a lie detector for an interview. So some time has passed. <laughs> yet we're going to see, oh, now, of course, Senator Stern's being arrested. Mm-hmm. But I think the next shot should be of Rumlow, yeah, going to the burn unit. So that should have happened immediately after everything. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they just found him after after two months. They yeah, just I don't think it's two him. months again, but it's certainly enough time that they're able to do some some things like that. Yeah. Now, S.H.I.E.L.D. is an international organization, so it's not really the United States intelligence apparatus, but that's a minor distinction, I guess. Yeah. Well, isn't isn't the uh, the H in S.H.I.E.L.D. for Homeland? In this version it is, yeah, but yet there's a security council that's yeah. made up of leaders from all over the world. Oh, okay. And in the comics, they've kind of played around with that, yeah, too. Yeah, the, na- the name you know, has been may- different things in different areas, so... Yeah. Yeah, whatever's convenient, right? <laughs> yeah. I have a, a magnet here. It's the Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage Logistics Directorate. Yes, that was the original in the comic. Wouldn't it be funny if Nick Fury, for his cover, he went white, so he's white in the comics? Uh <laughs> <laughs> That would explain some things. Yeah, like suddenly he's just a white guy. That burning one of the safe houses here. And... It's very symbolic, the burning of the eye patch. Yeah. I give him credit on the TV show for dressing him like this and you know, keeping that, con- that consistency there in the finale. Yeah. Path of the Righteous Man, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Five seventeen, <laughs> nice nod. Yep.
Notice how Cap said he wouldn't come with him. He just said, no, there's something i got to do first. Yeah. yeah. So. I have to go fight Ultron. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yep. He's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Love that old file. I really wanted them to say Sharon Carter. I know, I know. That just left some stuff open, but it's still... Sometimes less is more, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of mystery over the uh, the title, the subtitle of the next movie, but I, I really, I really am looking forward to it. I can't yeah. help but gush over these movies, though the whole the whole series. <laughs> Ta-da! I love that ending. When do we yep. start? Now let's see. Are there two cutscenes in this? Or there two are. After? Yeah. Yes. There's, there's there one after these pre-credits, which are uh, really well done. I love the uh, black and white effects here of this uh, the sequence. Yeah. Almost like a probably so yin and yang, and the uh, and Baron Baron Strucker yeah. will uh, say as much. Two sides of the same coin. In a moment. Um. Now. The two characters we're gonna see on there are they are they magic based are they are they I know there's right. not mutants in this universe. They said but are they, they were mutants or they... they said they were test subjects or volunteers. Yeah, so, so they might it might makes, have been affected or uh, they said this is the age of miracles. So that's a lot of people have, used, have suggested they're using the word miracle instead of mutant, but I, I'm not quite buying that exactly. Mm-hmm. Anthony Mackie. Yeah, he really was a surprise star of this movie, I think, Anthony Mackie. I agree. But mostly by the way he was, uh, I don't want to say, they did make him a comic relief, and and they kind of downplayed him a little bit. I don't know if that's the right word, but they used him just the right amount. I agree. Yeah. They could have gone to Cat Denning's route, I guess, and uh, which we're glad. Uh, no, they didn't. They, they, it was, it was, it was really good. They nailed it. Uh, here's our. These things always seem to be like in a. Like an underground bunker or in a room, or well, I love how this establishes a couple things. I mean, first that Hydra's still out there as a as a bigger entity. That whatever they were doing inside Shield, that wasn't the whole of it. Loki's scepter, I completely forgot right. about it. That if it's in Shield's custody, it's therefore in Hydra's custody. So, you know, we're expanding our we believe to be expanding our Infinity Gauntlet uh, storyline by showing Hydra has this has this one now. 
You know, they're going to sacrifice a few other Hydra bases now to keep them busy. And here we go, the volunteers. This is directly our Age of Ultron setup here. So many of the volunteers have died, apparently. These two survived. Yep. Miracles. Yeah, I would love if the consequence of you know if she really is truly magic or not is it's something they've danced yeah, around. She had an IV. What's that, Russ? Yeah, she had an IV sticking out of her yeah uh, hand or something that looked like an that IV. Could be, so it makes me think that that could be to sedate her, keep her under control, even. True, true. But um, I am so looking. Yeah, yeah I know you got. Oh, I was just saying ahead, on the line of magic, though. I'm really looking forward to the Stephen Strange movie when that that hits. I'm a huge fan of uh, that kind of work, supernatural. Looking forward to Constantine this fall. But uh, to see proper magic in the MCU, uh, not that I didn't enjoy Thor. I love how they handled that. But it's time to get some real true magic in there. And that was the one thing I was gonna gonna ask. I know you addressed this in in your other show about, uh, you know, will it be magic or will it just be science of another, or will it be science but we call it magic? Uh, I mean, that's just what we, that's just something to kind of ponder about. I think it's probably going to be just legitimate yeah, I would, magic. I, I, I would expect but, that. Uh, I mean, they could they could sort of go that route. I mean, think about Doctor Strange opening a portal to another dimension. I mean. That's still been done in Thor. That's still how they wrapped it up with the Bifrost. So why couldn't it be the same thing? But I, I'm, I think we're ready to 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 go that route and expand that out there. Yeah. Just looking at the credits, it was Gary Sinise that was the Smithsonian oh, cool. narrator. Hey, you guys keep talking <laughs> through the credits. I'm going to step by. Be right back in time for the end credits. Okay. So Russ, uh, Ultron comes out. Let's see, this summer. Or next summer, I'm sorry. When yeah, this coming May. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. You know, it's it's fun to theorize. I love seeing the little leaks. You know, recently we finally got to see what the Vision looks like, which surprise, surprise, it's no different than what he looks like in in the uh, comic books. But I'm interesting to see what their take is going to be on the Vision and just. Yeah, to see how, how he fits change in. Change him. Yeah. yeah. And I've heard some some great uh, people just speculating on what the plot could be, and uh, I've just heard some some awesome awesome theories that you know go so far as as to um, you know it lends itself to to. Um, to there actually being space travel and then somehow connecting maybe the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie with the Avengers, something like that, you know, thinking very far ahead. But it's just, it's um, it's fun to think about. It's fun to speculate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this one's pretty much going to be more standalone. I think, I think the third Avengers movie is where we get the, the Thanos storyline to kind of come to a head and, and the Guardians coming into it. I think that's where the the 
theory is these yeah, days. And based on the timing, we'll have Guardians 2 before Avengers 3? Okay. Yes. I know if Guardians 3 is scheduled for 17, 2017, I believe. Yes, three. Yeah, it three was three years. years yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, um, I can't. Am- oh, go ahead, Russ. I would think at this point we're getting, if they're going every three years on the Avengers, that we'll get Avengers three in twenty eighteen. So, and actually, yeah, that makes sense, especially if uh, Guardians will be the direct uh, lead into Avengers three. If it is in fact going to be Thanos and Infinity Gauntlet, I would assume, yeah. So let's see. Hydra, Hydra has a stone. There's the Tesseract in Asgard. Uh, the Collector, I guess, would still have the Ether. The Gar- yes. the uh, the Nova Corps has the one from Guardians, and that's the four we know about. There's still two outstanding, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Provided that the one in Loki's staff is in is, fact in a fact stone. Yeah. Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking we'll have one one be introduced in Doctor Strange. I would think so. Yeah. And as far as we know right now, they still haven't named an actor, but Joaquin Phoenix is in the lead. That's been bouncing back and forth. Yeah, and they got a little more a little more traction at one point. I'm not sure where that's at at this point. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a Joaquin Phoenix fan, so I hope that doesn't pan out. To be honest with you. I know apparently he's had some anxiety or the reports are over the fact that, A, these movies are so high profile, which isn't really his no, thing, yeah, and no. the fact that he would have to commit to multiples, yeah. he's not really happy about either. Right, so we're about ready for our end I, scene here. Yes. Um, you know, and again, it's a short one, quick one, back at the Smithsonian. Notice they've redressed it and got rid of the cap statue since the costume's gone. Yeah. Um, but our music is starting to build up that little scream. But like yeah. I said, he's he's out there on his own now. He has to find his own way, and uh, he's learning about himself. He's trying to figure out who he is. And this is probably the first time he's been face to face with this person named Bucky Barnes, and realizes, oh, this was me. Yeah. Harder than I when you're staring at yourself in the. Yeah. In Pretty the much. Yeah, there we have I, it. I don't think I can. Event, Captain America return in Avengers: there Age of go. Ultron. There it is. Yep. Yeah, I, I again, I don't think I can speak highly enough of how much I enjoy all of these Marvel movies. Yeah, it's it's just incredible that they're able to just crank one after another after another, um, and there be of of such quality. Yeah, and and we talked about the ranking them before. It's 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 almost not fair to rank them because they're all so good. But I mean, yes, you're going to rank them relative to each other, and some are going to be in the bottom. But it, it just speaks to how good the rest of them are. And you know, if you, I mean, I'll put I'll put the Incredible Hulk, for example, down towards the bottom of the list. Not that I didn't enjoy it; I certainly did enjoy it. But I just enjoy others so much more. You put that against my of all-time favorite movies, it's still going to rank pretty high compared to any other movie I've seen. Yep. Hard, hard to believe that, you know, how, how long, it, you know, if you were to ask me 20 years ago about, hey, do you think that Marvel will ever have a series of movies that will, 
you know, be amazing. I'd, I, I wouldn't believe it just because I, I just couldn't. The scope of it was too right. big. You know, I, I would think I would think made for TV quality or well, that's or, what you we know, had before. Kind of I mean, until until X Men yeah. and um, the first Spider Man. I mean, the quality of the comic book movie was was inadequate at best. Uh, it was it was X Men you know, and Spider Man that really changed the bar of what it could be. Yeah, yeah. Blade and it, Blade was the was the spark, and then they really kicked it up with yeah. between X Men and Spider Man. That's really yeah. But what when you when you think about there. it being too big, I mean that really goes into the decisions Marvel made, which was to do them individual movies first, take a risk, do Iron Man, make it great, you know, do uh, Hulk, Thor, you know, individual movies, make them as good as they can be and only then bring them together because you're right try to do an Avengers movie right off the bat uh, we would be done before it came out of the gates and uh, yeah. it speaks volumes to how to why they did it this way and, and how well it, it worked out it's just fabulous So there we have yeah. it. So I uh, I asked my son, who absolutely loves Guardians of the Galaxy, if he wanted to be on our commentary track for that one when he came out. He said no, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> He's seven, so I'm not sure how much you have to say other than than, than just reciting Rocket's lines over and over again. Yeah, that's, that's cool. so he will, cool. He will grab his toy gun and just say, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, you guys are fabulous or great, but I think I sat here talking to you guys way too long. Yeah. Yeah, this was a long one, uh, <laughs> for sure. So you want to wrap it up with the Frank? details, uh, Russ, or you just want to say goodnight and kill it? Uh, no, we'll we'll do it quick. Frank, thanks again for, for joining in with us. We really appreciate you uh, being able to be on. Oh, you know, my pleasure, guys. This is always fun. Thanks for letting me play in your sandbox, and uh, and I appreciate it. Sure. So if you want to give us a voicemail and leave your thoughts on Captain America the Winter Soldier or the commentary in general or what's to come with Captain America, the Avengers, S.H.I.E.L.D., etc., uh, you could leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830 um, or send us an email at iac at hhwlod.com. Check out the Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash MCU podcast. Uh, and as always, uh, head on over to hhwlod.com for all the great stuff that we have going on over there. So until next time, where we will be discussing S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, Episode 1, this is Russ, Ken, and Frank. Uh, and you've been listening to It's All Connected. Good night. Good night.